I'm Leah, and it's Old Fashioned Friday. We're talking about Wisconsin's signature cocktail, all the best watering holes, and small-town, big-hearted living. Pull up a chair, and let's get started. So what do you do when everyone in the room wants an old-fashioned? You make a whole picture, of course. We had a family party a while ago, and everyone was leading up to it, was saying, Leah, I can't wait for you to make me an old-fashioned. Leah, I can't wait to taste your old-fashioned. And if unless I was going to spend the entire evening making drink after drink after drink, this is what I had to do. I'm Leah, and this is Old Fashioned Friday. No matter how you found me, I'm so glad you're here. If you're wondering who am I and what's this all about? Well, about a year and a half ago, kind of out of frustration of not being able to go out to eat or out to a bar and get a drink, I went live on my Facebook one day and started teaching my friends and family how to make old fashions. We called it Old Fashioned Friday. I did this on and off for the last year and a half. And then I decided, shoot, let's make a podcast. We're having so much fun. So welcome to Old Fashioned Friday. I'm really, truly glad you're here. And I hope that you can find a little bit of value in the few minutes that we have together. I try to share a few stories. Today we're going to talk about a new watering hole. And of course, every week there's an Old Fashioned recipe. Today we're making a pitcher of Old Fashions for a crowd. I'm Leah, and this is Old Fashioned Friday, Episode 7. Oh, so they say that people's biggest fear is speaking in public. I'm going to argue that people's biggest fear is entering a new restaurant. Listen up, I've got some stories. So this is Old Fashioned Friday. Once again, thanks for joining me. I'm Leah. Leah by the lake, they call me sometimes. If things sound a little bit more echoey today, it's because I'm visiting family this week and they have super high ceilings. And if you hear a little squeaking in the background, it's my grandbaby, he's my special guest today. So a few weeks ago, we celebrated my birthday and it was a day of the week that a lot of things are closed up by us in the Northwoods. You know, everybody has to be open on the weekends for the tourists, so they usually pick one or two days in the middle of the week to be closed. So my birthday fell in the middle of the week this year and we had a really hard time finding a place to go for breakfast. There was one little spot in Eagle River that we honestly had never been to before. And this spot, it's a really small diner, and it's one of those places, have you ever felt a little intimidated going into a restaurant that you've never been in before? That's what I wanna talk about today. So you drive past it a couple times a day and never ever stop and go in, because it's so small and you just kind of assume I bet, I bet they have their regulars, and if I walk in, I'm just going to get stared down, right? How, where am I going to sit? What's the layout like inside? There's all these questions because you don't know. And I think we all, you know, we're creatures of habit, so we always tend to go, I know we always tend to go to the same handful of places. 
that we know well and we're known there. I think everybody's that way. So you kind of, when you're stepping into someone else's territory, someone else's favorite restaurant, they're going to like look at you like, what are you doing here? Now it's tourist season, so there's lots of tourists in and out, but um, it just felt a little intimidating going into this new restaurant. So we go in and they're so busy. They're full, um, no tables available. And the gal behind the counter is like, we got a list, we got a list. Okay, so we stood there. A few minutes later, someone came up, uh, took our name, offered us a coffee, and it wasn't that long before we had our seat. Now, the food was excellent. They were busy and shorthanded like everyone is right now, but the food was excellent and the waitress was sweet. We had a really good breakfast and a good time celebrating my birthday. Then when everyone's asking, oh, Leah, how did you celebrate your birthday? I told them about the new restaurant that we, that new restaurant, new to us restaurant that we went in for the first time. And everybody, I am not kidding you, everybody that we told where we went said, oh, I'm always afraid to go in there. I drive past it all the time, but I've never been in there and I'm afraid to go in. So we're like, well, you go in, they have a list there, you know, you got to go in knowing it's you're going to wait for a table, knowing it's going to take some time. But if you're prepared for that, it's a really great experience and a really good breakfast. And quite a few people said, oh, thanks. Now that I know how it works, I'll try it. We'll go in. So there you go. You're welcome. There was another time a friend and I were going to meet for breakfast. And again, the same thing. Where are we going to stop? Where are we going to go? This was a different diner. Again, you go past it all the time, but I honestly had never been in there. The years we've been up here, it's another, a different diner, never, ever been in there. Again, small place, and you don't quite know what to expect. So this friend's like, can I meet you? Can I meet you at this place? So we meet in the parking lot, just happen to get there at the same time, go in, get a table, everything's fine. Neither of us felt awkward. Neither of us felt intimidated. I think we got stared at a little bit, but service was good. Food was good. So come to find out, she thought that she was always afraid to stop there because she'd never been there before. She assumed I had been there before. I had never been there before, assumed because she suggested it that she had been there before. So we both went in, assuming the other one knew the restaurant, knew where to go, knew where to stand, how to sit, where to go, who to talk to, and neither of us knew. But because we thought the other one did, we kind of had a different level of confidence. So that's interesting. I think this is all in our head. I don't know. Then my sister was telling me she went to a new place for fish, right? I'm all about a good fish fry. Got a couple fish fry stories. So she stopped at a new place for fish, called ahead, did a takeout order, called ahead. They gave her a time, 5.30. 5.30 arrives. She goes into the restaurant, gives the name. Okay, we'll put it on for you. What? So it wasn't even ready. They didn't even put it on until you got there, which I understand why restaurants do that, but now you're waiting and they're really busy. And where do you go? Where do you stand? You don't need a table. You don't, you're just standing there. You know, you're running by yourself. There's no one to talk to. What do you do? So there's one spot at the bar. So she sits down at the bar, has a drink, whatever. And someone comes up to her and says, you're in my seat. You're in my seat. Well, there wasn't a glass there. There wasn't a napkin there. There wasn't the people on either side of that didn't say, oh, someone's sitting there. Someone just left and it's coming back. So now you go into this new place and then you feel like 
like you don't belong, like they don't want you there. I don't know. If you have a fish fry and you have people waiting, maybe have a little seating area. I don't know. I don't know. Can places do better to make people feel welcome? This is my hope. So then what, one more story. I got another fish fry story. So my husband um, was off work a Friday night a couple weeks ago, and we decided to go out for fish because it's not always he has a Friday night off. So we're going to take advantage of that, go out to fish. So we go out to fish. So we go in, they're super busy because it's a Friday night, a tourist season. So we go in, very busy, stand in the doorway. There's no please wait to be seated or seat yourself. They don't have a sign there. So we stand in the doorway. Wait a minute. There's a couple spots at the bar. Do we sit at the bar? And then there's one table, square table. There's three chairs there. One table open. Oh, well, let's go sit down. So we sit down. Waitress, oh, hey, how are you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have so-and-so take your table today. Great, all right. She comes, takes our drink order. Great. And then... We're, you know, waiting. And um, this woman comes up to us that, and she comes up to us and, oh, how are you tonight? You know, did anybody help you yet? Yeah, yeah, so-and-so is our waitress, thank you. And she leans into the table and she goes, who sat you? And well, first we're thinking, she's asking like, who is our waitress? And it was someone we didn't know. And so we're like, I don't know. And then she's like, no, who sat you? Who sat you? And then I see these kind of angry people standing behind her. And I go, oh, we sat ourselves. And she's like, you're supposed to, you know, there's a list. You're supposed to give your name. And I'm like, we didn't, we didn't know. We stood there. There's no sign that says, please wait to be seated. Certainly if there was a sign or someone would have said, hey, guys, hang on. Just stay right there. Someone will be with you. Nobody did that. Nobody did that. So they, okay, they're busy. Yes, I understand. Okay, yes, you need a wait list. Great, I understand that. And we we try to be so understanding when we go to a local restaurant, certainly up by us, up in the Northwoods. Everybody's owner-operated, everybody's shorthanded. Everybody's really busy during tourist season. We understand, we go in understanding. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll we'll move, you know, we'll get up, it's fine. No, 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 never mind, never mind. And I think the other people left. I feel terrible. Like I've lost sleep over this. I feel terrible. But there wasn't a sign, you know? And I just, I when you talk to people like, oh, I don't want to go in there. I don't know how, like what their system is. I don't know what it is. And, and hear me, if you have a restaurant or a small business and you're dealing with crowds, like how about a sign? Like it could be handwritten tape to the front door that says, wait, some wait to be seated. I don't know. So we felt terrible. They lost a customer that probably wasn't a local. I mean, we'll be back, but oh, I just feel sick. But we didn't know. We didn't know. Oh, so that's been like weighing on me and I don't want people think we're a bunch of line jumpers. We're not. Oh my goodness. So put up a sign, you know, that's my, that's my two cents today. Put up a sign. Um, fish was good though. Um, but there's something to be said for signage and there's something to be said for consistency. Um, I don't hold a grudge. I hope they don't hold a grudge against us though. Ugh. Um, so those are my stories.
just interesting. I think we're we're people of habit. We want to know what we're doing. We don't want to look like fools and like. But we did find a new a new diner for breakfast, so that's exciting. So what do you think? Have you ever been to a place that you're like, I'm, I I did the wrong thing. I sat in somebody's spot. I, they looked at me funny. I didn't go up to the right register. Like, uh, just signage. Signage could solve a lot of problems. That's my, that's my two cents for today. Thanks for listening to the rant. I bet you're waiting for, I bet you're waiting for an old fashioned recipe, aren't you? All right. One second, hang with me, and we will get to your old-fashioned recipe. Today we're going to talk about a pitcher of old fashions for a crowd. Are you enjoying the Old Fashioned Friday podcast? You can become a supporter of Old Fashioned Friday for a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollar contribution a month. You might help pay for a little bit of my taste testing. So you can go to oldfashionedfriday.com, click on listen, click on support, and sign up right there through Patreon. I would really appreciate it. Hey, I'm Leah and it's Old Fashioned Friday. Thanks for listening. Today, the old fashioned recipe we've I've got for you is a pitcher, an old fashioned pitcher for a crowd. Pitcher of old fashions for a crowd? I don't know. So what you're gonna need is like a really pretty, like a two quart, quart and a half, really pretty pitcher. That's the star of the show tonight, is your pitcher. You're going to take a whole orange, slice it up, cut each slice into quarters. So we're going to use the entire orange in this. Wash it first, of course. Drop the orange quarters into your pretty pitcher. And then drop in six to eight maraschino cherries. And then six to eight sugar cubes. And then you're going to wet the sugar cubes with 12 dashes of bitters. And muddle everything together right in that pitcher. Then you're going to pour in six shots of your favorite bourbon or whiskey, or brandy. When I made this for our family, I used Maker's Mark. Then you're going to add a generous... Okay, okay, you could stop there. All right, so you could stop there. You basically have... You know, I think when I did this... Okay, so bear with me. I have two different paths you can go with this drink, all right? So I think what I did, I had the sugar cubes, cherries, oranges, bitters, muddled everything together, I added the entire bottle of Maker's Mark into this pitcher. Okay, so now we're dealing with just straight spirit, right? And then what we did when people wanted a drink then is they took basically a shot, two ounces of the drink, the liquor out of the pitcher, and then poured that into their glass, added ice, and then their soda of choice. So that's one way to do it. Don't let them like fill their entire glass with what's in the pitcher. It won't go very far. So that was one way to do it. I used the entire bottle of Maker's Mark with the fruit and the sugar and the bitters. And then everybody got like a shot's worth and made their own glass. The other way to do this is a little less strong, say, um, would be I put six shots of your favorite bourbon brandy or whiskey and add that into the pitcher Add a generous amount of ice and then fill it to the top with your favorite clear soda, sweet soda, sour soda, or half sweet soda, half club soda, if you wanted to make it more like a press um, and less sweet. So you could do it two ways, either have everybody mix their own, add the liquor and then their own soda, or have it ready full of soda. That's a little more punch-like, I would say. So that's two ways to do an old-fashioned picture for a crowd. A pitcher of old fashions for a crowd. Pitcher of old fashions for a crowd. Is that what we should call it?
For more stories, tips, and drink recipes, you can go to oldfashionedfriday.com. Sign up to receive my twice-a-month-ish newsletter. I promise I won't flood your inbox. Just a nice, easy way to keep in touch. All right, so I promised from time to time I would talk about some of my favorite watering holes. This is how things are going to go. If I talk about a bad experience that we might have had somewhere, I'm not going to say who it is. But if I've got a good place, a good place to share, then definitely I'm giving their name. Friends of ours, so friends of ours are beginning a new adventure in life and are going to be taking over a little joint called Nutsies. Um, it's a supper club bar outside of Gleason, Wisconsin. I'm sure you can look them up online and find exactly where they are. They're planning on having a few campsites right on an ATV trail. So if you're into that, it's a good place to stop. So we heard that they were transitioning to this and thought, oh, we'll stop by and surprise them. So one Sunday afternoon, we got on the motorcycle. It's about 45 minutes away from where we live. And we went, popped in, and uh, were greeted by Kevin and Bonnie. And um, he's like, what do you have? I'm like, well, an old-fashioned, of course. And he's like, oh, Bonnie makes a better old-fashioned than me. I'll have her make you one. And I'm like, no, no, I want you to make me one. So Kevin made me an old-fashioned. My husband and I ordered lunch. Kevin's drink was delicious. We were lingering there, so I wanted, I thought, oh, I'll have a second old-fashioned. This time I asked Bonnie to make me an old-fashioned. And Bonnie's was good too. And I'm not going to tell you which one I liked better. They were completely different, but both very good. So you will have to stop at Nutsy's, have Kevin and Bonnie make you an old fashioned and see which one you like better. So we found out talking to Kevin that Nutsy's was also a favorite, a favorite watering hole of some members of the mob during Prohibition. He's got a really interesting story to share about that. As soon as they get their sea legs, I'm going to have him on as a guest and you can hear the and you can hear some of the folklore from Nutsies. They've got some really cool history and some really cool pictures. So uh, we will share that um, as soon as they're ready to step away from the bar for a few days. It's a really good meal. I hear they have good prime rib, a great fish fry, a little outdoor seating. They've got music on the weekends. So if you're in that area, stop by, say hi. Tell them Leah sent you from Old Fashioned Friday. Thanks for following along with this episode of Old Fashioned Friday. I'm Leah, and it would mean so much to me if you joined me next time. Until then, I want to toast to three simple things. Stories shared around the table, well-crafted cocktails, and friendships as strong as our whiskey.